This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and I'm so glad that you guys decided to tune in today. Hey, we are we are two days away, three days away from Super Bowl Sunday, and I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am because you know what, man? The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. We covered it a little bit on the last episode with Mark McGee. I think Mark, I loved Mark's prediction. Uh, he, he picked the Bengals to win by three touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen, but I love his optimism. Uh, so Mark McGee can come back on my show anytime that he wants because of that prediction. But I have a really good friend um, on here with me today. He preaches at the church at Grissom. And uh, is it in Grissom, Indiana, or is it Peru, considered Peru? Yeah, technically it's Peru, but okay. it's there at the Grissom Air Force Base. So. Air Force Base. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's uh, Well, I got to finish here. The, the, the lead minister of the church there, Wade Allen. Man, Wade, it is so good to have you on the show, bro. Hey, Micah, thanks for having me on here. It's uh, great to be with you and get to spend some time uh, chatting with you, especially, you know, before this historic Sunday that we're going to experience the first in the franchise history of Cincinnati. Well, I guess I shouldn't say too much yet, but yes, but uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, you know what, man, I, I, I literally, and I have pictures I have to send you before uh, or when we get off here, but my wife captured the moments from beating the chiefs the other night. And uh, there were literally tears rolling down my face. Um, it, it's, it's, Absolutely. this is what winning feels like. I love it. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what winning feels like, but I do now. Uh, right. Right. I mean, so for good. a, for a long time, Cincinnati fan, this is a, I mean, once in a lifetime opportunity really. Oh, so man. I guess technically twice in your case, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, well, you know, if you include the Reds, the Red, of course, the Reds in 1990 won the World Series. Uh, I was around. Right. I was around for the for the Nasty Boys. Um, and then in '88, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Of course, they lost, but um, I was right. too young to. I was really too young for that <laughs> one. Um, yeah. But uh, but man, you know what? It, it does. And then IU, of course, in '87 was definitely too young for that one. Uh, sure. You know to appreciate. Yeah. It. I was actually. I was actually allowed to stay up late that Monday night to watch Keith Smart hit the shot yeah. there in the Superdome. I was in third grade, so yeah. uh, <laughs> I remember that. But, you know, my dad, because uh, he loves me and he's a good Christian, had me watch <laughs> IU basketball win the, win the last national championship. So oh, that's pretty, awesome. pretty sweet. You know what? Yeah. I, I miss those days, man. I, I, you being a powerhouse and, uh, yeah. and, uh, the reds and the big man, it's, it's just, it's weird. That's why this whole thing with this Bengals, I guess more than just a Bengals thing for me, it's right. like all of the above. So anyways, I'm really happy for it. You can almost feel it. I'm three hours away from Cincinnati and you can feel the energy from Cincinnati right now. Uh, just people oh, yeah. are buzzing and people are happy and it's like families are coming together. It's like, what's going on right now, man. Um, <laughs> It's so awesome though. Yes. So, so anyways, Hey man. So, so here you are, you're up at, you're up at, uh, Peru. Let me ask you this. I got to ask you because I have a friend that's from Peru and, 
a couple friends that are, that are from Peru and me and my wife are close to, and they, they talk about this place up in Peru. Uh, Mr. Weenies, Mr. Weenie time. Is that what it is? A restaurant up there called Mr. Weenie time. It's you a know, hot dog place. Never, I've never heard of it. Okay. Holy cow. What? Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually, my wife has a shirt of it still. She, she has a shirt like, really? Yeah, like we, um, I don't know that we've ever been, but they uh, talked a lot about it. And then uh, my wife's roommate from college is from Peru. And that's how we became close and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Crystal still has a shirt that says it's weenie time and it's got Mr. Weenie <laughs> on it and it's supposed to be this awesome place in Peru. I don't, I've never been. Wow. I'm missing that. Of course, I've only been here for a year now. So it's like, I'm still learning mm. all the, all the local stuff. So, uh but and I actually don't live in Peru. I live in right. Wabash. Okay. So so I'm about I'm about 30 minutes outside of Peru uh, to the well, I'm closer to Peru, but about 30 minutes to the church there at Grissom. But yeah, yeah. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to uh, get on everyone Sunday for like why are you holding out on me? If yeah. This amazing well, hot dog place here. To them, it must be. It may just be like an everyday place, right? But just normal. Yeah. But yeah. but it's like this one of these places that you have to experience at least one time. Sure. Kind sure. of like, I think, I but, think Peru is also famous for, uh, like a, you're used to be for like a, um, a carnival or a circus or something. Yeah. Circus. Circus. Yeah. yeah. It's a big time, uh, circus place. So okay. they, uh, there's like a museum and everything in town and okay. they, uh, they have a, I don't know, I guess they use amateurs every summer. They have a, a few days where they have a, a circus that comes back and all huh. it's, it's kind of like crazy, all the history around it and different things with, uh, uh, but, but yeah, there's a lot of history with the circus and things here. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hot dogs in the circus. There you I go. Guess they go together. I don't, I can't think of a better day to be honest. Um, <laughs> let me, let, let me, um, let me rewind just a little bit. Um, so I, I kind of know most of your story growing up, man, you, your dad is in the ministry, your brother's in the ministry. Um, do you claim Indiana or West Virginia? uh which is which is home i i i think i know the answer to this but but i, I want to hear yeah. it from you indiana's home you know cuz i i was born in indiana born in bedford indiana at dunn memorial hospital where mm. larry bird was also born mm. so so me and larry you know Too great. that connection yeah. that's right so the state bird um so but yeah so like my family is from bedford indiana you know that's where my mom and dad both grew up uh, so my grandparents were in Bedford, you know, most of my aunts and uncles were around there. And so like every year for Christmas and everything, you know, we always went home uh, to Bedford. So even though dad was in ministry and we lived in different places, um, Bedford, you know, coming back to Indiana was always home. And then in the summertime, uh, my grandpa on my mom's side, you know, he had a farm. And yeah. so my brother and I, we would spend, you know, a month or two during the summer uh, there at the farm and just kind of, you know, several weeks there during the summer growing up. And so, so yeah, Bedford, you know, Indiana was always home now. Yeah. Like you said, in, from sixth grade through college, uh, I was in Bluefield, West Virginia. And so that was kind of the second home was yeah. West Virginia. And it was a great place to, to live, to grow up, you know, went to you know high school there and then for college there in Bluefield and uh, a lot of good friends and, and, you know, good times back there in West Virginia. So, so yeah. it's like I, Indiana. Indiana is my home, but okay. uh, I have my mountain retreat, my, yeah. my West Virginia home. <laughs> well, I was going to say you, you still you still whistling uh, country road, right? I mean, you still oh every day, you know. Okay, so, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, so so how did you how did you? I mean, 
obviously your dad, man. And, and I, and I said that, I think I alluded to this uh, back in the first season of, of this uh, podcast when I had him on the show, but of course, you know, I look at your dad as man, he's a, he's a, you know, a spiritual giant, man, just, just a good dude that I grew up listening to and hearing preach and just have tons of respect for him. Um, obviously he probably had a little bit of a influence on what you're doing today, but when did you decide, Hey man, I want to, I mean, I want to be a, I want to be a preacher one day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dad, he obviously has been a huge influence in my life and I'm very thankful because, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who, uh, maybe, you know, they grew up maybe as preacher's kids, things like that. And, you know, I have a very positive experience from that growing up. And, and I know that was because of my dad, my mom, and just, you know, what they did, uh, just trying to live it out every day. It wasn't just a job. It was, you know, it was a way of life. And, and I have friends who, unfortunately, they don't have that same, you know, story to tell. But, but dad was definitely a, a huge influence in me. And uh, it was one of those things that you have people tell you when you're growing up, like, oh, you'll, you'll make a good preacher one day. And, and unfortunately, I still have people tell me, oh, you'll make a good preacher one day, you know, mm-hmm. at, yeah. now. But, uh, um, but I, I felt like, uh, you know, felt like going in the ministry was something that I needed to do, was called to do. And, and actually, at a week of junior high church camp one summer there at Christian Acres in Bluefield, uh, I actually went forward and said, okay, I want to go into ministry. Cool. And everything, but the problem was, uh, I hated public speaking, <laughs> and I and I, I honestly I still don't like it. I I still get really nervous with uh, public speaking. Just the you know now obviously over time you, you kind of learn and, and develop hopefully, but but yeah I, I really shied away from it. Uh, you know I, I knew in junior high I really felt that that call that week, but but I struggled with it. And yeah. it wasn't until I decided I was going to go to, to Bible college for a year at least. And uh, actually, uh, me and DJ Maxey played a game of one-on-one basketball. And if I lost, I had to go to Bluefield. So <laughs> that's what, that was how he recruited me for, <laughs> for, for BCE. And uh, that's awesome. anyway, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'd wanted to go to Bible college, you know, take some classes, you know, try to help. And, you know, deepen my foundation and stuff. But then I was looking uh, to possibly transfer and and pursue some other uh, avenues. But it was during my during my freshman year at Blue, Bluefield that uh, a friend of mine from high school, Brian, uh, he was a year older than me. Uh, but we had you know we'd played baseball together in high school, went to weights and stuff together in high school. And uh, I remember um, it was Thanksgiving break. And Brian, of course, you know, he's a year older than me, so he'd graduated a year ahead. He, he was a really good baseball player, actually got a scholarship uh, to a college out west to play oh, baseball. Nice. And he'd gone out there, but uh, I think it was a little bit too far from home. I think he was some homesick and just different things like that. And he actually ended up coming back and moved down to North Carolina. And, of course, I know that sounds hard, but it was only a couple hours from Bluefield. Right. And, and he was working at a, at a place, at a, at a factory down there in North Carolina. And, uh, it's Thanksgiving break. I was at the mall there in Bluefield and ran into Brian. He was there visiting family for Thanksgiving with his girlfriend and stuff. And we just, you know, small talk. Hey, how's it going? You know, and didn't think much of it. A week later, I get a call uh, from another friend of mine from high school. And he was like, wait, did you hear about Brian? And I was like, no. And he said, Brian's dead. Dang. And I was like, 
I was like, man, I just talked to him last week, you know, at the mall. Yeah. And, and evidently the, the factory he worked in, there was a, uh, something on the shift previous to his, there was a seal that didn't get sealed or whatever. And some fumes had leaked into a corridor. Mm. And Brian was actually trying to pull one of his coworkers out when he overcame. There's actually three of them that passed away that day in that accident at the factory. But, but yeah, he, uh, he died and yeah. I, I hung up the phone and, and the first thought I had was Wade, you, you never told him about Jesus. Yeah. And you get thinking about all the times that you, you know, you're playing ball together, riding on the bus, doing different things. And, and it was just like, I never, yeah, we had a lot of fun, but I never told him about Jesus. And a few days later, I, I drove to the funeral home for his visitation and stuff, but I pulled in the parking lot and I, and I couldn't get out of my truck. I just, I just sat there in the parking lot and I finally just turned the truck back on and left. But I made a, I made a promise that day that, okay, God, I know there's a lot of good things I can do, but I want to spend my life doing the best thing. Okay. And that's going to be telling people about you. That's awesome. And so, uh, so yeah. So, and then it was like a month later, uh, the church at Pine Grove, we were looking for a part-time youth minister. And so um, there I was and I started yeah. there and here I am. So. And here you are, man. Yeah. You know, uh, if I, if I could, add, well, first of all, let me just say this, you know, the number one fear in our country, right. Is public speaking. And, and the number right. two fear, it, the number two fear is death. Right. So right. They, you know how they always say, man, you, they, people would rather be laying in the casket at a funeral than the person who's actually <laughs> performing the funeral. Um, right. but, uh, no, man, uh, if you could, if you could, if you, if you weren't a preacher right now, mm -hmm. what would you be doing? What, what what's something preacher. that you would want to do if you weren't preaching right now? <laughs> if I wasn't preaching, it's kind of like a dream job scenario, I guess. That could be. You'd want to, could be. I mean, um, I yeah, I would be either a, uh, which is kind of ironic with the public speaking type thing, but I would love to be either like a sports announcer, broadcaster, you know, like or uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably choose that. Or I would coach. I would be either a football or basketball coach that those would be my two well uh, things i would pursue i know you're i know you're a little a little far from bloomington but you realize chuck crab just retired right the guy who does all the oh. dancing at assembly hall uh really? yeah so you know you may i mean i don't know man we can maybe pull some strings and see if we can get you in there yeah. uh, maybe Let's make a few part-time gig uh you know it's only only so many games of, you know 15 games a year sure uh, yeah, it's only through the winter and late fall. So no, uh, but that's cool, man. Yeah, that would be I, uh, great. Me and you, man, we've, we've done ministry together. Uh, you know, it's so cool just to be able to, of course you, you planted a church in French lick and that was cool, man. I think back to, you know, me and you, man, we, uh, you'd called me up on the phone and say, Hey man, will you come play music with us? And, uh, I remember like on a Sunday night coming over and, uh, we did church in, in a house, uh, with like three families, uh, and then just to see how that just blossomed and grew and, uh, God used you there, man. And it's just been a blessing, man, to be able to, to get to work with you and, uh, to serve with you. Um, so man, I thought I got to get Wade Allen on this podcast because, uh, man, it's just uh, special to have you on here. But today I want to talk about a specific subject and, um, that's, I think a, uh, it's, it's an interesting subject because we talk about it a lot, but 
I don't know that we know all the stuff that, you know, people are asking when they ask about this, you know, and we're going to talk about the subject of heaven. And, and, and I, I think truthfully, people have no clue what heaven really is um, or what it, what it will be like. Uh, in fact, if you, if you were to ask people today, what do you believe about heaven? A lot of people would say things about heaven and their beliefs are kind of formed on really from hearing maybe a, a corny joke or um, maybe it's a song, uh, you know, they, maybe they heard songs by like the Los Lonely Boys, you know, How Far Is Heaven and or, um, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin saying about the stairway to heaven. Uh, you, you had Aaron Neville. You remember Aaron Neville? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't remember. <laughs> remember that? How he sang like that's weird, man. I love I love Aaron Neville. Uh, some people yeah. hated it. Uh, he said he sang about heaven, you know uh we uh maybe you remember uh brenda carlisle who said heaven is a place on earth um the oak ridge boys said that heaven is a small town um kenny chesney said that everybody wants to go to heaven right yep uh bruno mars talked about being locked out of heaven um Uh, and then and and then you had guys like uh yeah guys like uh Russell Dickerson, who said, if heaven's anywhere, it's, it's in Tacoma. Uh, it's in a blue Tacoma, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Joe Diffie said, Lord, I, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. I don't want to go tonight. Right. Yep. Right. And, 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 and prop maybe, me up by the jukebox. Prop him up. Yeah. And, and maybe my favorite one was Connie Smith, who said this. She said, heaven waits for me, I know, in Cincinnati. Ohio. That's that's where oh, heaven nice. waits. So so you got all these people who said all of these things about heaven. You 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 even get quotes maybe from movies or people who said different things. I'll just give you a few of them that I pulled up that I thought were interesting. Frederick Nietzsche said that in heaven all the interesting people are missing. That's what he said. Um Will Rogers said, if there are no dogs in heaven, when I die, I want to go where they went. Um, Henry David Thoreau said that heaven is under our feet as well as over our heads. Um, that's interesting. And, um, I think it was, it's Sarah Addison Allen. She said, I think heaven will be like a first kiss. That's what she said. You got all these people, man, who are saying and singing songs and doing movies about heaven. What, what is heaven? And, and, and what's it all about? I think I think that's the first question is, is what is heaven? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think there's a, you know, you can obviously answer that on a couple of different levels. There's there's the sky that yeah. is referred to as the heavens in the Bible. There's so there's that one element. But then there's also heaven is the place where God is, you know, that uh, it's the, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And so, you know, in our life that we're, you know, as people who follow Jesus, you know, we're actually supposed to consider ourselves citizens of heaven. I like it. That that's, that's where our residency really is. That's where we're supposed to, you know, we, we're supposed to be thinking about heaven, you know, set your mind on things above, right? you know? And so, so yeah, so there's obviously a, a lot of misconceptions about heaven, you know, it's based on what we've seen in movies, what we've heard in songs, mm. uh, cartoon, you know, uh, you know, there's all these different images of what's heaven going to be like, but, but I agree with you that I, I really don't think we have a grasp on what heaven really is or, 
or what it's going to be like. And, and to a certain extent, um, that's, it's not necessarily, it's because we've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, it's because we really can't have a total grasp of yeah. what heaven's going to be like. Sure. You know, and what we have to look forward to. Well, so the reality is, is most people just including myself uh, to an, to an extent, doesn't really know what heaven's going to be like, but Paul tells us in first Corinthians chapter two, verse nine, he tells us, this, says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting. A lot of times we talk about heaven. It's hard to talk about heaven without talking about hell or without talking about the opposite, the other extreme, um, you sure. know, talk about, talk about Satan. And I think, one of the things that, you know, um, like in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, it talks a lot about uh, Lucifer, because a lot of people ask the question, like, how did how did the what was the devil in heaven at one time? You know, and it, they talk about the story. If you ever if you guys get a chance to listen or to uh, to read, go to Isaiah 14 sometime and check it out. Read that chapter. It's all about Lucifer, who's who's now known as the the prince of darkness, right? And he's the father of lies. He's known as Satan, and and he was this guy who who was actually in heaven, uh, a very important player in heaven, right? Um, and the story tells us that he wanted to be like God, and he 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 kind of had this pride thing where he he thought that he could be like God, and so. Uh, God says, Hey, you, you can't have that position. Sorry. There's, there's only one God. There's, there's not two. Uh, and, and God cast him out and, 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 and a third of the angels, they followed him out. Right. And they, they, they went with him and they became known as kind of what we call demons today. Um, and, and so I believe since that time, Satan, he's been kind of lying to us, especially about things like eternity, uh, what, what heaven is or what, what hell is like. He, he wants us to believe one thing that, and uh, I believe this is true. We're going to elaborate on this in just a second, but he wants us to kind of believe that heaven can wait. Well, why do you think right. people, why do you think people kind of have the mindset of Joe Diffie where I want to go to heaven? I just don't want to go right now. Why, why do you think right. that is? Well, I think we get too distracted by things in this world that, you know, we are as humans, we, we don't have a proper understanding of what heaven is to begin with. And, and we can get so distracted and, and not be focused on things that, that really, you know, I think God would want us to be, be focused on, uh, you know, now I think that, that obviously, you know, people who are focused, okay, on heaven are still going to do the most good in this life. Sure. You know, because they're going to be storing up things for heaven. You know, they're going to be investing in people and, and serving God and, and there's a lot of great things that God can do through people in this world because they are looking towards heaven. But, um, you know, for so many of us, though, it's like you just get caught up in the day to day life, day to day living. And, and when you don't understand it, when you can't see it, um, we get so drawn in by what we can see. Yeah. And and yet, you know, you read the verse there that, you know, no, I have seen, you know, what God has in store for us. And and it's kind of like trying to explain, you know, if you had someone who had grown up in, you know, just imagine like there's a situation, someone grew up in a jungle, had never seen civilization, uh, had never seen electricity, never seen any, you know, they just lived in a hut by a river in a jungle and just lived off the land. And you go there and you try to explain New York City to that person. Yeah. You know, they've never seen, they have no concept of what a city or, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, 
they have no idea what like skyscrapers, what are those, you know, yeah. uh, electricity lights running, you know, and it's like, so, you know, when the, when the Bible is trying to say, Hey, you, you just can't understand what God has in store for you in heaven. Well, yeah, we have no concept, no idea because we're so limited by our experience here that yeah, we can't comprehend how great, how awesome it's going to be in heaven. Uh, just like that person who had never experienced, you know, a life in with in a, in a city or a civilization, you know, they have no idea what, what's a skyscraper, you know, but, but yet God says that, you know, I've got this waiting for you. And yet we can lose our focus on that because, well, we're going to see, this is what we see currently. Mm. And so when I'm looking at it, it's going to get my attention. You know, I think maybe um, to add maybe is, do you think sometimes our treasure is more here on this earth? You know, like no, you know, we, we, we find things here on this earth that are, you know, we're like, hey, heaven sounds like a great place. But because I don't know a whole lot about it, um, what I do know right now is I just got this banging truck that's amazing and I love it. And I, you know, I just got it, man. I want to enjoy this or I want to enjoy the beach. And uh, which, by the way, I love the beach um, and on cold days like it is right now here in Indiana. Uh, the beach sounds amazing. I, I heard, talked to some people from Florida side note uh, a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And they were complaining about three days of winter, right? They had freezing temperatures a couple of days. <laughs> I felt so there bad you. for them. I just want you to know. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes we, our hearts drift more towards the things of this world than of mm. the world to come. Right. And, yeah. and I think that that could play a role maybe in that, Hey, heaven can wait. And, and, and that's how so many people are, to be honest with you. And you know, this, you've experienced it in ministry. Yeah. You know, you try to talk to people about Jesus and, and they're like, yeah, Hey, that sounds awesome. I'm all about the Jesus thing, uh, but I'll get around to it later. I'll get around to maybe getting my life right with God later. Um, yeah. Or, but, but you know, as well as I do, um, man, life is short and, uh, sure. and, and you never know when it's your time, just like you were talking about your friend, Brian, I mean, you never know, man. You never know when it's your time to go. Um, I used to think, man, the only people that, you know, uh, died were like people in their 80s, you know, and, right. and above. But, you know, as well as I do, that that's that's not true. I mean, we see people. Oh, no. the time. Yeah, because, you know, that's one thing that, you know, yes, there's a negative side of that, that you can push off heaven can wait. And obviously, I don't want anyone to wait because we're not guaranteed today or tomorrow. Right. You know, now I do think the apostle Paul had that struggle where it's like, okay, yes, I would love to depart to be a Christ because that's so much better being in heaven. And yet he still had that, that concern, that desire to be with the church, to be with the people there because he loved them. And, and so, you know, so to live as Christ, to die is gain, right? you know, and, and so it's not always a negative thing that we're still here because, you know, there's a purpose that God has for you. Oh, for uh, sure. There's a calling God has for you in your life. And, and, and you need to, to pursue that. And there's a reason God has you here, but, but as you serve him, then, you know, yes, we're still looking forward to heaven. I and, think it's, and, I think it's that quote that people say, you know, don't, don't, and, and I, I agree with it 100%, but don't, don't be so heavenly minded that you know, earthly good. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and go ahead. Uh, and that's what I was going to say that, you know, but some of the people who are heavenly minded do the most earthly good because they're not they're not hoarding things for themselves here in this world. They're looking ahead to the next world, to the next life. I like it. Um, 
there's a uh, there's a scripture and actually um this was a song i think we sang growing up but you remember the 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 psalm that says better is one day in your courts god than a thousand elsewhere right but better yeah. is one moment with god in heaven than your best days anywhere else you know whether that's right. whether that's you know um in in peru at a at a circus or uh, whether that's on the beach somewhere or whether it's in the mountains or whatever is your jam, better is yeah. one day, one moment with God in heaven than, than your days elsewhere. And I think, um, you know, I think I think we have to keep that in mind as we as we think about yeah. kind of what I was just talking about earlier is this idea that, yeah. that heaven can wait. Um, but another another well, thing that I think. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you want to add? Well, no, that's, I, was, I was just going to say, like, you know, you think in, you know with the you know paul talks about we're running for a crown that that doesn't fade you know that doesn't wear out and and you know as great as the super bowl is and you know as great as it will be when cincinnati you know wins the lombardi <laughs> I trophy hope so. i hope so <laughs> you know that but there's you know it, it lasts for a day you know it lasts for a while yeah but but man it, it goes away and it does. you know one of the one of the struggles you know in in high school on the football team for for bluefield high school you know, my senior year, we lost the state championship game. And that devastated me. That was, that was just something that I really struggled with. And now, over time, I've come to learn that, you know, you know if I wasn't going to be uh, a complete person with, you know, with, without that, you know, high school state championship ring, I, I would still never be a complete person with that ring, you know. Because there's always going to be something else. There's always going to be something more. And, and, you know, it was cool. You know, two years later, my brother's team, they went to state. They won the championship. He got the ring and everything like that. And it was great to be able to celebrate with them. Yeah. But you're like, man, you, you, you feel like you missed out on that. But, but it, then again, I, I look at like, you know, here we are, you know, 25 years later. And it's like there's so much more yeah. to life than just those, those moments there. Now, life is those moments. Don't misunderstand. But, sure. but yet – that helps us keep our perspective on, you know, because no one remembers. I mean, there's a few people that remember, but in a hundred years, no one's going to remember anyone. Right. That, that right. Moment. you know, there there might be some pictures in a school building somewhere, you know, that they you know shove in the closet or whatever. But right. but you know, we're looking towards something that's that's not going to going to fade, but ever fade forever. It's just going to last forever. And, Fantastic. And that's what we want to build build our life on. I love that. I, you know what? I, I think it's hard to grasp forever, isn't it? Like oh, yeah. forever is a long time, right? Like, sure. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, we, we, do, we do everything in, in a, in a time belt, right? I mean, we, we say, Hey, you know, yeah. Hey, Wade, we're, we're doing a podcast at 10 o'clock today or, Hey, you know, two months from now I'm scheduled to do this. Or, uh, I got a dentist appointment next week on Tuesday morning. Yeah. You know, we, we do everything in this realm of, of, of time and, God doesn't really, he doesn't live in that realm. Like he, God is just yeah. God. He's forever. He's, um, immortal. He's, you know, it's, it's eternity. And I think some people, they struggle with the grasp that. And so even myself sometimes like, and I'll be laying in bed with my kids at night and, you know, and, and they'll ask those hard questions that I can't give the answer to sometimes. And, and, you know, and I, I try to explain to them like what forever is and they're like, forever is like, you know, 
50 years is that what forever is like you know and for, and for some people listening to this man you may feel like you've lived forever some of you older folks have been here because you feel it every single morning when you get out of bed uh but but you know i think it's hard for us to grasp that um there's another thing that's out there that a lot of people talk about that um and you, I know of experienced this. Every, every preacher experiences this that does funerals and stuff like that is this idea that, that most people are going to heaven, like almost everybody's going to heaven. Right. And, and I've been to funerals where people were like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm so much, you know, I'm so glad they're in a great place. And, and let me say this just really quickly. Like uh, people ask me all the time, like, is this person in heaven or are they in hell? And, and I look, I'm not God. Like, I don't, I, I always tell them like, Hey, you know, I, I don't determine that. Right. I just know what his word says and this is what it says. And, but, mm-hmm. but isn't it true that like so many people in our world today, they think that almost everybody's going to heaven. It's like, well, ah, yeah, I don't know about that, man. Like I, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with that one. In fact, I, I, I saw this fact that I just want to show you, um, I, I found one of them that, that, that said this. It says that uh, a study that showed very clearly that for one, for every one person in our country that believes he or she is going to hell, uh, for every one who believes that they're going to hell, there are 120 people who believe they're going to heaven compared to one. 120 yeah. to one. Um, right. What does that tell us? Yeah. Well, it. You know, what are they basing that hope on? Is the question. You know, and and most of the time it's just because well. I, I think I'm a pretty good person. You know, I'm, I'm a decent person. I haven't murdered anyone today. You know, uh-huh. I'm you know, pretty nice. I pay my taxes, things like that, you know. So so hopefully the the balance of good deeds versus the bad deeds, you know, you know we, we try to tip the scales in the in the good deeds column and, and just hope it works out. But uh-huh. but the other thing is, is we just, we don't like to think about the consequences. We don't like to think about the negative, you know, side of things. And, and therefore, you know, partly just because of the culture we've grown up with, you know, that Judeo-Christian background that, okay, yeah, you know, if you're good, you go to heaven, you know, that's kind of what's been ingrained in us. And so, you know, we're going to have our pursuit of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And, and then that's going to be ultimately achieved when we die and go to heaven, you know, because man, there was, and and because, you know, I mean, when someone dies, I mean, there was never a better person that ever lived on the face of the planet. (laughs) Except right. for that, person. I mean, they never <laughs> they never said a bad word about nobody. I mean, yeah. they were just like my mother Teresa was like calling them, asking for advice, things <laughs> like that, you know. And and, uh, True. and so True. it's yeah, you know. But but it's like, but we do that because we're trying to find comfort. We're trying to find hope. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the the first I had done a few funerals when I you know early on in ministry the first time I did a funeral for someone who truly was not a Christian, that this, the, the contrast between the previous funerals I'd been, not a lot, but the previous funerals I'd been involved with versus the funeral for that person who did not know Christ. And I have never forgotten just the, the lack of hope, just the despair that what do we do? What's, what's next? Yeah. You know? And and, and that's just something that, you know, yeah, I, I get it. And I, I tr- you know, you don't want to be a jerk and be like, you know, oh, for sure, for sure. Bro- that dude, that dude is roasting in the seventh circle of Hades <laughs> right now, you know, but, 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 you know, you also want to make the most of every opportunity and just yeah. say, Hey, where, where is your hope? Yeah. You know? 
as far as this person has passed away, God, God knows, God knows their heart. God knows where they're at, you know, but, but what about you? What are you basing your hope on your future? at? Yeah. And, and that's what we have to encourage people to, to pursue. For sure. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever preached anyone into hell. Uh, but I, but, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I definitely, you know, in those situations there, there definitely is, but, but I also think there's some, there's some people that I absolutely know that is in heaven. Um, and, uh, I believe that wholeheartedly, um, sure. you know, and, uh, I, I love the verse, uh, where Jesus talks in, in Matthew chapter seven, which Matthew chapter seven is such an, an interesting chapter anyways. And if you're not careful, you'll do what a lot of people do. They'll, they'll pick some verses, me, me and Mark uh, McGee talked in the last episode about the beginning of chapter seven, a, a verse that people completely take out of context from uh, verse one about, about judging. But if you go a little bit further down in verse 13 and 14 of Matthew seven, Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And a bunch of people are on it. Right. And and, right. and, and, and then he said, he said, but a small, but small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only few find it. Um, so I think, I think from that verse, we can, we can say this, that, that, you know, uh, and, and I'm not trying to, to ruin anybody's day today, but, but it sounds to me like there's going to be more people in hell than there will be in heaven. According yeah. to that verse. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that's not the case, but I mean, I think that's kind of the reality of Jesus, you know, saying that it, there are a few that find it. And, and yet what's, what's even more, you know, concerning to me is if you go down a few more verses to verse 21, where Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. The only one who does the will of my father is heaven. Because many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and your name drive out demons and your name perform many miracles. And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you and that's where i get back to you know we don't get to heaven because oh man we did so many good deeds versus our bad deeds the only reason we get to heaven is because we know jesus that's right and jesus it it really comes down to who knows you and who do you know and 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 you can do so many good things you can even do miracles you know preach stuff and yet if you're not connected to jesus if you don't know jesus then then your hope of heaven is not there so so we could we could add on to that and just say you know just because, you know, th- there'll be good people in hell, right? I mean, people that me yeah. and you know who are really good people, who do great things for people, they help people out, that kind of stuff. But but if they don't have Christ in their life, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, that, you know, that's, that's, I mean, just from a purely objective look at scripture. Yeah. I mean, without the grace of God, without Jesus Christ, then that, that he is our hope. Yeah. And, and it's, he's, he's the way. He's that narrow gate, the narrow road. You can't really talk about heaven without going to that big scary book at the end of the Bible, right? And and that's a that's a pretty intense study. I've I've done a little bit of it. Um, of course, yeah. you know, um, probably not as intense as as I want to, and and probably partly because um, it's a hard book. It's a hard book to teach. Sure. Um, but yeah. in in Revelation chapter twenty one. Um, the first four verses, um, those verses can kind of speak to us. This is John who wrote this, the same guy who wrote the book of the gospel of John, the guy who wrote first and second and third John. And here he is in revelation. He was exiled to this, this Island of, of Patmos. And he's, he's had this vision of heaven from God. And, and here was his vision. Um, in, in revelation 21, it says, then I saw a new heaven 
and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. Verse two, go down verse two. He says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and from God or from God prepared a bride beautifully, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, uh, it's kind of like this, this loud voice from heaven, right? Uh, says, uh, now, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will, uh, and he will do, uh, hold on here. I've lost the spot. The dwelling of God is with men and he will do, he will live with them. Right. And they will be his people and God himself will be their God. And he will, and here's the key right here. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. The older order of things has passed away. That's kind of encouraging at the end. At first, it's kind of like, what in the world is all of that information that John just gave us? Like, John, John, what are you doing on that island? Is there something that you're <laughs> taking or what's going on? You know, but, but as you get to that point, you, we, we love that. We love that verse, right? He's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes and there'll be no more death and no more, none, none of this stuff, this bad things. Um, we, we also know that, and, and we'll get in this for just a second, but there's, there's a few things that, that we know that won't be in heaven that are essential here, right? On this earth, for instance, light bulbs don't need them in heaven, right? Nope. Uh, lie detectors don't need them in heaven. Uh, police prisons don't need them in heaven um locks gates keys don't need them in heaven um that would have been a great thing yesterday my wife took my keys i didn't have a ride um <laughs> fences weapons funeral homes um yeah. if you're if you're in the funeral home business sorry sorry about you but you, you ain't gonna have a job in heaven sorry uh hospitals doctors medication skin creams unemployment checks uh, food banks, uh, banks, bills, politics, Kleenex, suicides, metal detectors. Uh, here's the one I, I'm not going to have a job in heaven. Preachers are out, man. We don't need preachers in heaven. Um, no IRS, no FBI, no CIA, um, no divorce attorneys, no prosecuting attorneys, no more lawyers. None of that stuff do we need in heaven, right? Which right. is awesome. Right. Which is a yeah. great thing, because you think about those things and you think about all the stuff that that comes with it, the sickness that comes with it and the and the um, just all the problems and the pain that people go through. They won't be in heaven, which yeah. sounds like amazing. Right. Sa sounds right. awesome. But we also know and, and maybe this is a question, Wade, that that I want to ask. Because when we die, like, how does this, how does this go about? And I'm, and I'm going to go here in just a minute. I'm going to go through kind of some, I don't want to say rapid fire, but we're going to kind of go through some of these questions uh, together. But, but I, I, Paul says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. So when we die and there's this, there's this view out there by some that when you die, you go to this, like this like waiting place and, and, and you can actually get your uh, you can, you can actually even change the direction of where you're headed when you die and maybe figure it out. And I, I think it's, I think it's called purgatory where, you know, you go to this, right. you go to this place. Um, tell me a little bit about like what, what happens when we die? Like, do, do we, 
do we instantly go to heaven? Do we go to a waiting place? Do we, how does, how does that work? Can we change how we, you know, how does that work? Well, I'll, I'll just tell you uh, straight up. Um, there's this great book called heaven is for real that uh, you should not read. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, cause honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to say that up very, very at the beginning. And uh, maybe you should edit out that bad joke about heaven is for real because I don't want people to think I was serious. <laughs> on that, but, but, uh, it's good. I um, liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the reality is I've never died before. And so, uh, I mean, unless you can get Lazarus or someone like that, on your podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, they could tell you. But, but, you know, we do have the scriptures that say, you know, you know, you know to, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, and we see, you know, in the parable, like with the rich man and Lazarus, that Lazarus was taken, you know, of course, that, that in that text, it was Abraham's bosom, you know, the place there. And, and so, uh, but, but what we see is, you know, it's, it's appointed to die once and then comes a judgment, yeah. you know, and, and in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man had no opportunity to, to make any changes after he died. And so, so I don't personally believe in a place like purgatory. Right. Uh, I think that you know we have this life, and we've got to make it count for Christ. Um, you know, knowing Him and, and uh, seeking to bring glory to His name and, and obeying Him. And you know, once we have this life, then then that's it. So, so, and that's where you know, going back to the earlier when we talked about why don't we think about heaven as much? Um, it's probably because we don't we don't, don't think really about know. hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, but but also that that um, you know we 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 don't like to think about the the negative side of things, so we're just going to focus on what we have today, mm-hmm. and yet we need to understand we are going to live forever. Yeah. You, know, it, you are going to be living forever. The question is uh, location. Yeah, you know, and quality of life, and so so you know, for me, um, uh, again, I don't know when we die what happens uh, for sure. I, I had my, my theory as far as I do believe that, you know, whether angels come and take you, you know, or escort you, maybe that's what happens, but you know, your, your spirit, your soul, it goes, goes to heaven, yeah. you know, and you're with the, the Lord. Yeah. And, and then obviously, you know, later there'll be a time uh, after the second coming where, where there's the new heaven and new earth and, and we'll be, we'll be with God and we'll be his people. And we won't need those light bulbs and things like that, but yeah. it's just going to be, glorious yeah uh you know um what will heaven be like man we know we know that there'll be no more death and no more pain no more mourning that we can read from from revelation 21 sounds like a great place but you know um like as you mentioned and i think that's hebrews that you were quoting where he says you know all men are to die and then then the judgment right and yeah um there's no change in direction after that. And there's, there's a lot of different religions out there that teach all kinds of different things. Right. And, you know, some teach that, you know, we're going to reincarnate into a new body and, and, you know, or we're going to, you know, or, or, you know, some, you know, the, the Muslim faith has this idea of heaven a lot different than, than our, what, what we think heaven is going to be like from, from the Christian side of things. And so there's, there's all these different teachings out there and things and, uh, some people just believe, Hey, when you die, that's it. I mean, you're just, that's it. Right. Um, so there's, there's a few questions that we know that, that, um, I know a lot of people ask and, and, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you, Wade, we're gonna, we're gonna go through this yeah. gonna kind of be our, uh, 
I don't know, is this Jeopardy or whatever this is, but um, sure. w- will we know our family in heaven? I think we'll know people. Um, I, I, when you, you think about different things that talked about in scripture that, you know, God is a God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you know, the God of the living. And, and so it was like, they still had their names and, you know, Saul, King Saul in the old Testament, he talked to Samuel, you know? And so even though he was dead and so Samuel was still Samuel. Now, obviously I think our existence is going to be different than what it is now, but, but I think we'll be known. I think we'll know people. And, and so, yeah, you'll, you'll know the people they'll know you. What are we going to do in heaven? Like what, what is there to do in heaven? Like, is it a Krispy Kreme in heaven or what's going on? I mean, the red light is always on in heaven. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and I think the other thing we'll do in heaven is probably watch highlights from the, the Bengals Super Bowl. Oh, uh, man. Uh, you know, so hopefully good be, ones. Be... <laughs> hopefully good ones. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you know, that's a great question. What are we going to do? Uh, and, and again, this is where those misconceptions come in. Like, man, it's going to be an eternal church service. Yeah. And, and that can just strike fear in the heart of someone like, oh, yeah. my word, you know. I don't want to be there forever doing that. But, well, for some but people, no, that sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to go the other place, you know, yeah. and either way, I'm, you know, it's bad, but, 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 you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, life in heaven is, you know, the garden of Eden would be the prototype hmm. and, and Adam and Eve as they're in this, this perfect garden, you know, they still had a task to do, to accomplish. They had you know jobs to do. Um, and, and yet I also believe it was, it was fulfilling work. And so, so while I don't know for sure, um, I believe that when we get to heaven, God who created you, who designed you, uh, there may be tasks that we do that is the, like the most fulfilling dream job you could ever have, you know? And, and uh, I, I just think, again, it'll be, it'll be wonderful because uh, God's, God's had everything perfect there. Okay. Know, not like it is on this earth. I like it. Um, will there be pets in heaven? There, there's, there's a, uh, there's, there's a guy who, who answered this. Um, there, there was a girl who, who walked up to the, this preacher who said, "Will my dog who died this week go to heaven. And his response was, if it would make you any happier than yes, he will be. Um, <laughs> maybe you've seen the cartoon, all dogs go to heaven. Um, right. Will, will, will pets be in heaven? Yeah. Um, not to squash any pet I, lovers hope here, by the way. No, no. And, and that's what I'm not, I don't have a definitive answer. I, this is my opinion that, yeah. um, I, I can, I can sympathize with what that preacher said to that one girl that, um, I, I just, I'll say this, God has designed and created heaven in such a way that if there are or are not pets there, you won't mind. It, it'll be great okay. answer. It's a great answer. I'm gonna use that. Can I steal that? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, that's uh I've been yeah. asked that question numerous times and I've maybe I was a little more harsh. I don't I don't know. Um I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna squash anybody's hopes and dreams. I I don't yeah. know. Interesting. Um are people who are who are now in heaven able to see the present events that are here on this earth? Like like someone who's in heaven do they still miss, you know, their kids or do they still miss some of the events that are going on right now here on this earth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I think about the story of the, the rich man and Lazarus and, 
And I'm always careful because you don't want to make too much theology out of a parable right. because sometimes we can misapply what, what Jesus was intending with that. But, but, you know, the rich man, he remembered his brothers. Um, I don't know if he could see them, but he remembered them and, and he cared about them. Um, you know, Hebrews talks about we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and, and you can't have that imagery of they're watching, they're cheering us on. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I guess, I guess, for, yeah, there, there is, a, there is that perspective that, yeah, they, they could be, could be watching it and cheering us on. And, and, and you, you, you in revelation, you, you hear about the saints around the throne. Okay, God, how much longer, how long will this take you know, until, until it's all over until there's, you know, everything's brought to, to, to perfection, you know? And so, so you have these different elements throughout scripture uh, that no, no, I don't know precisely. Can, can your loved one look down on you and see you? Um, it's a nice thought, uh, unless you're doing something bad. You know, but, but I think we take those, you know, for our purposes, um, we have their memories and, and we know they are eternal, you know, mm. they're, they're somewhere eternal. And so, um, so yeah, they, they, there, there's that one view. Yeah, they, they could be. Um, but, but I also think that ultimately if they're in heaven, their, their focus is on God mm. too, you know, and, and because that's, that's the truth. And that's ultimately when you get to the heart of this discussion on heaven, um, you are finally in the place where God, you know, there's nothing between you and God, mm. you know, and, and that's why, that's why hell is so bad. It's not just because of flames and torture and things like that. No, you finally found the place where God is not. Yeah, you're separate. You're separated from God. That's that's, a, that's what the, the hell of hell is. Is you're separated from God forever, and yet the the greatness of heaven is, man. There is nothing to separate you from God. That yeah. you get to enjoy eternity with Him, and and so for for our, you know, um, it's been a few years now. Back in 2013, my mom passed away. Yeah, and and that has been you know. I, I, I didn't realize just how much, you know, I, not to use just a bad cliche, but she really was the glue for our family, you know, and, and you just don't understand it until you don't know what you've got until it's gone. That's know? right. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I've thought about her a lot, like, you know, and wondered like, okay, what can she see right now? What's, what's mm. she doing right now? And, and, and while I miss her terribly, um, I'm so thankful for her and, and I, and I find comfort in the fact that I believe she served God's purpose in her generation and, and he called her home. Yeah. But, um, but I also take comfort in the fact that, you know, because she knew Jesus, you know, she's, she's with Jesus Yeah. and, and she's in his, in the glory of heaven. And, um, you know, I, depending on how you view those verses about you know, tears in heaven, mm-hmm. things like that, that, Maybe you do cry, but God wipes away their tears. Um, but but I take a lot of heart and comfort in knowing that man, they're in the they're in the presence of God, and and that's where I want to be one day. Not just to be with my family, not just to be with the people I love, not just to be with my favorite dog, you know, yeah, that, that died, right. you know. But but most of all, because that's where Jesus is. Yeah. And 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 I just want to be where He's at. Yeah. You know, and and that's where. You know, if you, if you've got that, if you're on that level, if you're have that mindset, then heaven's going to be a wonderful place, yeah. you know, and, and, 
it's you know again we have nothing to compare it to but but man maybe it's just because i'm getting older but um i look more forward to heaven than than i ever had before in my life yeah and and, and obviously i have more family that's in heaven that uh, that i miss but but i hope it's more because uh i know jesus better i'm closer to jesus you know, I've I've disappointed Jesus. I, I've let down you know, a lot of people, let down the Lord, and yet His love, His grace, uh, it's I just can't get over it. And and to to have that opportunity to be able to to worship Him, to be with Him forever, yeah. uh, that's that's what I look forward to. That's a fantastic perspective. Um, I, I love, I love how you said that is, you know, it's, it's because we're, we're finally at that place where we're, we're just completely with him. And whereas, you know, hell is the opposite where you're just completely without a place where he's not. And, you know, you think of, you think of God and how God is omnipresent, right? He's, he's everywhere. And yet there's finally a place where God is not. And and that's hell. Um, so, um, Moving along really quickly. Um, will we have bodies in heaven? Um, I, we'll have some type of body. <laughs> I think it'll be a new body. Yep. It'll be, uh, uh, you know, but uh, yeah. Fi- I mean, finally, we'll have the six pack. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, I think, you know, Paul talks about we'll be changed, you know, and uh, I think we'll have a new body. And so, something to look forward to, you cool. know, obviously that, uh, no pain and all that stuff. Will we still be ourselves? Yeah. Not necessarily but, uh, from a body perspective, but just our soul perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we'll be the best version of ourselves if that makes sense. And, and so, um, you know, you're, you are still you, like I said, you know, Samuel is still Samuel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, but, but yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be like Christ. So we'll be our best version of ourselves. I, I love it, man. And I think, I think this topic is something that, like I said, it's one of those things that we sing about, we talk about all the time, but we don't really know. Like we don't, one thing we do know is that there is heaven and there is a hell and that, those are your only options, man. It's you're one or the other, right? You there's, there's no, there's no third, you know, option C. Um, but, but we do know that, that heaven is, uh, heaven is a place for those who, who know Jesus. I love how you put that and, uh, who love him. And, um, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing that we could pull from this at the end, and I'm going to ask you in just a second, but the, the biggest thing that I think that I pulled from this is that we know that it's real. Um, and we know that as we, as we read about in, in Matthew chapter seven, you're, you're either going through the broad gate or the narrow gate, uh, one or the other. And so, uh, heaven is a place that you don't want to say, Hey, we'll get around to it at some point in our life. Uh, I guess I, what I'm saying is, is, is it's urgent, right? It's, it's urgent and, uh, and, uh, not everybody's going to go to heaven. So, um, you know, hopefully a lot of people go and that's kind of what our job is as Christians is to, to do what we can to, to take as many people with us. Um, but, um, but it's urgent, right? Right. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know that one of the things that that I am reminded of constantly is, you know, we talk about you know when you die, you're going to leave it all behind. But I actually figured out that uh, there is one thing you can take to heaven, and and that is you can take other people with you. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, and that's so good. That's just yeah. But, uh, if 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 there's somebody uh, maybe who's listening to this who is just maybe they're struggling, maybe they've lost someone who even even somebody that we know who you know according to they live their life according to the scriptures and they they follow Jesus um, and they're in heaven right now. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's just um, maybe they're struggling through some stuff right now? Um, you've obviously experienced it, losing your mom, that kind of stuff. Um, what, what advice would you give someone who's just kind of in that place right now? I believe that if you are still here, God has a purpose for you. And, you know, when my mom passed away, it, it really sent us sent our family on a tailspin in a lot of ways. And, it's almost one of those times when you really have to decide, okay, what do I believe and all? And, and no, I don't understand why all these things happen, but, but what I do understand is that through it all over and over again, and only the way that God can, he works things together for good. And no, it's not perfect, you know, but what in this world is perfect, you know? And, and so, so my advice is if you're hurting, it's okay to, you know, I've been asked before, is it Christian to grieve? Is, is it appropriate for Christians to grieve? And absolutely. I believe it is. Yeah. You know, you see consistently throughout scripture, you know, when, when Sarah passed away, Abraham, he grieved to mourn for her. When Moses passed away, God set aside a period of time for the Israelites to grieve for Moses. When, uh, when Jesus is at Lazarus's tomb with Mary and Martha, the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept, wept. Yeah. you know, and, and he was moved in, in his heart. And so, you know, we grieve, but the great thing is, is we don't grieve without hope. Yeah. And so, yes, we, we grieve because we've lost someone worth, worth grieving over. Uh, someone who meant so much to you, who was just a big part of your life. And that's the painful thing about death is there's that, that vacuum, that void now in your life. But, um, but this is where we, we still have hope mm. that because of Jesus, um, there, there's still hope. And, and so Yes, by all means, grieve, um, you know, seek support, you know, encouragement from friends. That's why we need one another. Mm. But, but don't, don't give up on, on living uh, because, yeah, to die is, you know, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. You know? but, but we still have that, that uh, desire to, to serve, to honor the Lord. And so, so lean in. If anything else, you know, losing someone you love causes you to lean in even further and trust yeah. in the Lord with all your heart. So I love it. So that's bro. my encouragement. Yeah. I love it. Hey, man, thanks yeah. so much for uh, for jumping on today and just giving me time. I know you, you got you got things going on yourself, but give me an hour of your time today. Uh, really quickly, what's your uh, what's your prediction for the Super Bowl? What's your give me give me the score now? I need to. All right. Who's coming out on top? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Bengals 34-28 over the Rams. 34-28. You guys heard it right here. Wade Allen uh, coming to us from Grissom. 
uh, Air Force Base there at the Church of Grissom. And oh man, uh, I hope you're right, man. I hope I hope I hope you're right. If you are, uh, I might have to drive all the way up and just give you a hug if that happens. So that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Again, appreciate you uh, praying for you, praying for your family uh, and and your church, um, God. Uh, and, and, and God just keep blessing you uh, and using you in ways that he already is and already has and uh, man guys go check this out it, it'll be on uh, Spotify uh, all the episodes Spotify Apple Podcasts uh, Amazon all the all the major uh, platforms go check it out uh, great episode today with Wade Allen Wade thanks so much bro appreciate you yeah thanks Micah love you and your family yep love you bro this has been a Behind the Micah podcast thanks for tuning in Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.